Well, in, the, in Luke chapter 11, just a few verses here this morning to start us off, I want to preach a message for you about uh, the difference between your life counting for something and your life not counting for something. A lot of people waste in their lives today. They, uh, they're trying to do good. Nothing wrong with doing good. But the Bible says that none of our righteousnesses are going to be of any account if we stand before the Lord and he can't find our name written in the Lamb's book of life, all the good things that people do, are they are very wonderful. And uh, nobody knows better than people that are receiving good deeds from people. Nothing wrong with a good, solid, good country with full of good deeds. But unfortunately, without Christ, they don't have any meaning. And that's the sad part about this thing called sin and death. Let's look at verse 11. Now, you and I that are saved, we have the, I don't want to call it a channel. Uh, we have the access, access by faith to the Lord, not as a, a visitor or a kind of a friend, but as a son. Now, the Bible tells us in verse 11 here of Luke chapter, Luke chapter 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Answers no. Jesus is talking about just regular human beings. Many of the people that he was talking to were unsaved. He says, so, or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a, stone, a serpent? And the answer is no, no, no parent would ever do that. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? That's an open invitation for you and I to go to the Lord and ask him and request for him uh, power and just help and all that you need. The Bible says uh, God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's not just talking about finances. Every need in your life is supposed to be brought to the Lord. And if you and I as evil people and as the unsaved world, an evil unsaved world knows how to do good things to their children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? You know, we, we are scared of this verse. And we need to remember that unless you're saved, there's really no communication that's possible with the Lord on a regular basis as a son, but only as a, a lost sinner. See, the people that are good in this world... I, I, I'm sad to say that many good people are going to be lost and go to hell. It's not because it's not because they didn't try. It's just because they didn't get saved. But now that we're saved, everything and everything in your life can be turned into that which is accountable to God. Every single thing that you do now, it is unbelievable the the minute details of your life that matter to God. Now everything counts. Listen, you give a handshake to somebody, God can use that. How many have ever heard of Dr. Jerry Falwell? A long time ago, 
in the 70s. He was instrumental in getting uh, the, I believe that he, through the moral majority and uh, his, his work uh, among the capital uh, of all the states of, of the United States, I believe he was instrumental in getting the vote out so that we could get a great president, Ronald Reagan, elected. He brought a team to every capital. And I remember uh, that, great, that great ministry and the great preaching of Dr. Jerry Falwell went all on TV and radio. And when I was in the Navy, I used to turn my radio on as a lonely, brand-new Christian, never didn't even know anything about the Lord yet, never read my Bible, just barely saved, just freshly saved, brand-new baby Christian, turn on the radio. And uh, I remember hearing, oh, Jerry Falwell, the gospel, uh, the old-time gospel hour. I got three family Bibles from him, and I had no family. Big, huge coffee table Bibles. They made a mistake, sent me three of them. And I had just this sailor boy with big, huge Bibles in my hand. It was wonderful. I think I was marked as a Christian. But I, I heard a story about Dr. Jerry Falwell had a wonderful man on staff, and I can't remember his name. Uh, I think it was Elmer Towns or one of the famous guys on staff there. You know what he did? He was sitting downtown Lynchburg, Virginia, and one of the buses came by from uh, Liberty Baptist, uh, 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 let me just get it right, Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. One of the buses came by, and the bus driver looked at this guy on the street and said, hey, you know, just waving, waving at him. Good to see you, you know, waving, you know, as the bus went by. He was on the curb. He came to the church and got saved. Ended up on staff at one of the greatest churches in America. I'm saying that it was just a wave that did it. Because his testimony was, that bus driver waved at me and I felt like he really cared. So, you know, there's lots of good things that are done in the world, but none of them count. None of them count. Unless somebody's saved. But once they're saved, and salvation is very easy, very, very simple, very, very, uh, I would say, uh, uncomplicated. Salvation is very free, but once salvation is given to somebody by the gift of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, forgiveness of sins, and, and, the, and that the transaction is made, everything counts then. Every little detail counts. And I want to, I want to encourage you today, I don't, I don't care what you think about yourself, if you're saved, everything you do matters to God. Let's turn to Psalm 51. Now, I know that we are all born in sin, shapen in iniquity. I'm sorry, I don't want to uh, belabor this point, but the fact is we know upon the authority of the Bible that we were born into sin you were born on the battlefield. You were in the middle of a war. You were born, whenever you were born, uh, you came right out of the womb telling lies. And how many understand babies don't even know they're lying? Oh, they lie. Oh, they lie. They scream and holler like they're dying and choking and going through all manner of convulsions until mom picks them up and then they go, but before she gets into the room, like, Wah! you know, I'm going to die. Uh, yeah. 
that's, that's an out and out lie. <laughs> They're lying. I've been lied to so much. My wife and I, all of our kids have lied to us so much. You know, when they were in the crib. It's true, though. I'm sorry. We were born in sin. <laughs> look at Psalm 51 and look at verse number five. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. David's mom was an honorable woman. She was a great gal. She wasn't some dirty, rotten woman of the night or something. She just a sin. That's all he's saying. He's just saying, I, I'm born into sin. Now, we have all, all of us overcome this world, the Bible teaches us, by the sacrifice that was given to us on the cross of Calvary. How do you get saved? Oh, of course, you know that you can't make yourself saved. You can't work yourself into salvation. You have to receive salvation as a gift. It is a free gift for the asking. You must ask for it. You must receive it. You, you, don't, have to, uh, uh, you don't have to understand all about salvation. Nobody has to read the whole Bible and go to catechism and learn everything before they receive Christ. That comes after you receive Christ. Amen. Everything you need comes after salvation if you're going to live a Christian life. But if you're going to go to heaven, all you need is Jesus. Amen. That's all you need. All you need. And of course, I'm glad that this, this problem of being born in sin is all of our problem. But I'm glad there's a remedy for it. We have been liberated. We are, we are liberated now. In Christ, we have liberty. We have been cleansed. The Bible says we're clean now. In the eyes of God, you're clean. You're, you're redeemed. You're, you're justified now. Everything's fine. You're, you're not uh, under the wrath of God all the time. You're not hanging by a thread like a spider over a fire pit. Like uh, Jonathan Edwards said in his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God that brought revival to the whole entire northeast part of our country and England and everywhere. Boy, I'm, aren't you glad that uh, we don't have to stay on that truth the whole time and hear that over and over and over again. The, the people in the crowd in that day when he preached by candlelight, he, I've got the sermon, it was written down. It's a wonderful sermon, but it's really rich and it's kind of scary. I mean, people were wailing and people were crying out and grabbing their pews and crying out to God. I don't know what in the world. Uh, I, I preached that same message. It didn't happen to me. I, no, I haven't preached that message. But, you know, there, there was a day when our country uh, was really sensitive to God. So, yes, we've been washed now. We're redeemed. The Bible says we're justified. We're saved. Look at First Peter. And uh, it's wonderful to know what God has done. Uh, lest you and I think we're too big for our britches sometimes. Maybe you might think that you uh, at times think you're a better Christian than somebody else. The problem is that none of us would be saved if it wasn't for what God did. God did it all. And he uh, bore the penalty and endured the shame on the cross. And he suffered and died for us. First Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 18 says, For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed 
with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in yourself? No, God. Amen. I don't have hope in myself. I have hope in Christ Jesus. I don't have righteousness in myself. I have it in Christ. I don't have a future in myself. I have my future in Jesus. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but, uh, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. See, we, we got saved and cleansed and justified and redeemed all because of Jesus Christ on the cross. Listen, uh, we, I just don't think we give him enough glory for that. How many are still happy that one day Jesus reached down and just saved you? Does that, does that excite you like it should? It, 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 it is the most wonderful thing that ever happened to anybody in all of, uh, of this nation's history, this world history since Adam. But before you got saved, nothing counted. I want to show you something. Look at Isaiah chapter 64 for a minute. Now, when I say it doesn't count, I don't mean that good people that shouldn't even try to be good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that an unsaved people, uh, an unsaved unbeliever, I'm not saying nothing that they do is good. God knows there's wonderful people in this world that aren't saved. Folks, I know Christians that are not half as good as some of the people that don't even know the Lord. And I speak that to all of our shame. There are better people in many areas of their life that make Christians look like dirty, rotten fools. I've been, before I got saved, I know many people in my life that treated me with love and kindness and they're just wonderful. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't count for this world, but it surely doesn't mean a hill of beans for the one that's coming. Good works gets nobody anywhere at all when it comes to eternity. I wish people understand that. That's why everybody in this world should be saved. Because if they're not saved, nothing they do counts for anything. God made it that way. Why, why should he take any glory away from the blood of Jesus, his precious son who died on Calvary? Why should he give anybody glory if they're an unbeliever? It doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? How, can, how could God let anybody into the kingdom of heaven that doesn't believe in his son? He's the only door there is. Is that right? He's the only way to get to heaven. And thank God it doesn't take much at all just to enter in through the door. But if you look at it, a whole lot of people are wasting their lives trying to serve without Christ 
And I, I, it's sad to say that when they die, nothing that they do, their good works don't get them anywhere. I want you to see in Isaiah uh, chapter number 64. Once again, you beat me there. Isaiah 64, let's turn over there. And let's go, first of all, uh, to, to verse 6, Isaiah 64, 6. This is the hard part about preaching that nobody likes to hear. But it is very difficult. But we are all, uh, verse 6, as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Did you see what God just said right there? That's so offensive to the world. That is the most offensive thing you could say to somebody, that nothing you do means anything. It's dirty, rotten rags. Uh, your righteous, not not the not the nice things, but your righteousnesses, things that you do that are really good and pure and righteous, uh, are, are filthy rags when it comes to God. Without Jesus, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Look again. Look at Ephesians chapter two. This is why people don't go to church. This is why they don't want. Oh my goodness! I don't, I'm, I'm, can I kill a rabbit real quick? You don't mind, do you? I got to kill a rabbit, and I promise it won't be long. I've, I've already caged him, and he's yeah, he's gone. I was listening to the um, uh, to the impeachment hearings. And um, not much of them. But in the morning, they have a chaplain of sorts, and I'm not against him personally. But his prayer is about as generic as a soggy piece of toast <laughs> in the bottom of the sink. It's worthless. It's just blah. I just thought, man, why don't they get a real prayer up there? God, help these people to see the light. Help them to get back in their Bible and ask Jesus to come into their heart so that it won't go to hell. Uh, amen. I mean, I, I would love to pray one time, just one time in front of that Senate. Wouldn't you like that? And I'm not the only guy in here that would like to do that. It doesn't take a preacher. Man, some, oh, listen, in that, in that kind of thing, I wouldn't even mind. Well, uh, there's some women that know how to pray better than that guy. Man, alive, I just like, blah, ugh, yuck. He didn't say anything. He didn't mean anything, maybe, I don't know. But everybody, whoa, oh, man, that's the deadest, that's the deadest assembly I've ever seen. Man, can you imagine getting up there and having, having some... Uh, a rib, rock rib saw log backbone preacher get up there and pray in Jesus' name. Oh, okay, the rabbit's dead. All right. Ah, just sickening. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. This world's full of milk toast religion. It, it might be good for some folks. It might taste good, but it's not doing anybody any good. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags 
without Christ. Look at this, Ephesians chapter 2. And you've memorized this in your, in your Bible reading. But it says in verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Please focus now again, after all these years, just give me one more chance. Look at this. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You see? So there's nothing that a person can do to get saved before he gets saved. You see that? You can't work your way up to it. So we got saved. We got everyone. If you're saved, you didn't get saved because you helped God in any shape or form. You, you were sick and you needed a Savior. You were lost and you needed finding. You were lost, now you're found. It's, you, were, you were unborn in sin and now you have a new life. You're saved. Now... Because you're saved, every single thing you do, now it counts. That's encouraging. You know, I've looked at my life and many other lives, and I think, what in the world? This guy, he, he's got a factory job. He stands at a, and he, he's got a machine, and he pulls a plunger all day long. Is that, is that really something that God recognizes as useful? Absolutely. You say, oh, I'm glad I'm not pulling a lever all day. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> Lucille Ball. Um, <laughs> eating chocolate. <laughs> Speed it up a little bit. You know, I, I don't know. if you, you, That's black and white TV is okay to watch. Okay. <laughs> you would think that a candy chocolate coverer at a, at a factory, but how many, how many like a good Snickers bar once in a while? How many of you ladies like chocolate? Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Valentine's Day's coming around the corner. Look at Proverbs chapter 21. You think, well, I, I don't really have much to offer God. Oh, yes, you do. I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. Uh, look at Proverbs chapter 21. Verse number four. As I said, this Bible, boy, it cuts deep. And there's a lot of people out in the world that are trying to earn their way to glory. And they can't do it. It won't work. He that followeth after righteousness. Excuse me, I've got the wrong verse. That, that's good too, but verse four. A high look. <laughs> I got so many of these underlined, I kind of veered off. A high look. And a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. They have a proud look. They have a proud heart. But even their works don't mean anything. It's wickedness. That's what the Bible says. You know, I've worked hard all my life. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm, it's time for me to retire. I don't need that church. Man, I've been working. Up. That Sunday's the only time I got off. I don't need Jesus and I don't need uh, church and you guys have fun down there if that's what you need that's fine but I don't need that and I don't need Jesus I don't need a savior uh, listen I don't care how hard he worked without Jesus nothing he did matters at all in eternity my uncle oh I just hope he got saved long long time ago 1993 I think or 90, 92 or whatever we took a vacation San Diego we came up 
visited my parents and relatives, had a big barbecue, and I finally got a chance to witness to my uncle. He was a Korean War veteran. And his son, my, my cousin, committed suicide. Um, but they both had this attitude of, I'm, I'm tough, I'm a mountain man, I don't need church. I was sitting on the lawn, uh, my family and the kids were playing, and, and I was talking to my uncle, and I said, Uncle Bob, if, if you died today, do you have any idea what would happen to you? Do you, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? He goes, no, I'm not sure about that at all. I don't know. I said, would you like to know? He goes, no, that's, 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 for, that's for you guys. I, I talked to my cousin. And, uh, you know, he told me at the same picnic. He said, well, if that's what you need, that's good for you. If you, if you need Jesus, that, that's, that's wonderful. You know what that implies? That is one of the nicest ways to tell somebody to get lost. If you need him, that's good for you. And he said, you know, some people need a crutch. And I was so offended. I thought, you, you cannot, you cannot be serious at a family picnic telling me that my Lord is just a crutch. And that if I need him, that's good for me, but it's good for you if you do. Boy, listen, I'm worried I'm worried about the fact that I believe both of those men died without the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 4 says, even the plowing is sin. Now, I want to give you some, some encouraging things today. Look at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. The Bible teaches us that after salvation, <clears throat> everything that you do means something to God. You say, well, that, that's nice. Oh, it's, it's more than nice. Look at chapter 9, verse 41. He says, For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because ye belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Do you believe that? Everybody listening? Do you believe it? I'm going to show you how easy it is to earn a reward. Please come with the water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a reward today. I'm just a little greedy. I'll show you how easy it is. There it is, right there in the Bible, a cup of water in the name of Jesus. Now, who will help? By uh, receiving a glass of water. There it is. Come on. Who wants, okay, M Brother Miss Arbo, anybody need a drink of cold water in the name of Jesus? Right up here. Might have to get some more. I hope you brought a bunch. Uh, there's uh, Brother Tugman, a couple girls. Anybody need a glass of water? You got more? Bring it on, man. Come on, yeah. Now, we got any more? There's a drinking fountain back there. <laughs> I didn't think we'd have this many takers. So fill them up. Anybody else want one? We got, okay, one, two, three. 
So, oh, yeah, good, good. Bring them on. Yeah, okay, now everybody can have one. I'd like one too, please. I'll come down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. All right. Now, this is not communion. Wasn't that good? I got to tell you, that tastes good. Excuse me. Oh, I can go for another hour now. Now, look. Let's, re let's read this verse again. No church in this world has as much fun as we do. I hope you understand what I'm getting at is that's how easy it is to earn rewards in heaven. That easy. It, it doesn't matter. I was out visiting when you first started the church. Knocked on a, a guy's door. He was mad as a hornet. He didn't want me. He thought I was a Jehovah's Witness or something. He came right out on the porch. What do you want? And I said, I just want to tell you about Jesus, tell you we're starting a church. That's all I want. Well, good. I gave him a track. <clears throat> he shut the door. I left. He got under great conviction. So it was a hot summer day in July, trying to, trying to get the church started. I'm walking down to go back to my car, thoroughly disgusted, thoroughly beat up, just down in a valley, a, a station wagon pulls up real slow, and I go, oh, not again, somebody else wants to cuss me out. And this guy, he, the guy that treated me real bad, rolled down his passenger side window, and he said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure. I stopped thinking like, you're not done, are you? So he said, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have treated you like that. And he handed me a cold can of soda pop. I did, it was orange. I don't usually drink orange, but it was so good. It was still cold, dripping with uh, moisture. Thank you very much. He goes, I just want to tell you, I'm really sorry I treated you like that. You know, he got a reward for that if he saved. And I, I believe he was. That's how easy it is. If that's true, what are we doing? What in the world? Let's serve God. Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25 for just a minute. That's how easy, as easy as it is for you to have just received that drink of water it is just as easy for you to give a cup of water for, to somebody. Listen, uh, every year we, we uh, get the girls uh, bake up a bunch of cookies and we take it over to the, the fire station and the, uh, uh, the sheriff's office and the police department. And um, we, we just give them a plate of cookies and, man, they love it. But, it's, you know, we don't just say, here, you know, we appreciate you. No, we tell them about the Lord. We say, oh, we're Christians, and I'm a pastor, and we just want to make sure that you know that God loves you. And we, we do our best, give them a track. You know, that's in the name of Jesus. It doesn't take much. And listen, I think, I think people are, are timid and say, well, I don't want to act like I'm trying to gain rewards. Why not? 
We're supposed to earn rewards in heaven. Amen. Let's look at this and we'll be done. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter number 25, <clears throat> verse 33. It says, And uh, he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. And I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him and say, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee, sick or in prison, came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them that on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. you know what he's saying right there? If you're saved, it counts. If you do it to the Christian brethren and sisters of the Lord, it counts. If you win somebody to Christ, it counts. If you win somebody, if you talk to your neighbor, if you love people, if you do good to people, it counts. The Bible says the, the thing it doesn't count is all the stuff that the unsaved world's trying to accomplish. It is so empty out there. Have you ever thought if you had everything you ever needed or wanted, have you ever thought what it would be like if you had the two or three million dollars in the bank and all you had to do was just find out how in the world we're going to spend it? You know what would happen to your life? It would get really empty really quick. You know why? Because it wouldn't be done for him. But if you saved and you're selfish, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're not living the kind of life God wants you to. But it says, look at this now. Here it is. And let's look at real quick. Uh, if, you, if you do things for other, uh, look as it says, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, so thirsty and gave thee drink. You know, he says, in, in as much as you've done it to one of these, the least of, the king, of, of my kingdom, my, my brethren, you're, you do it for others. You know, we're not going to get rewarded for uh, how soft and easy and lovely and wonderful we make our own life. There's no really reward for that. But everything we do for Christ counts. So we have this opportunity. And lastly, I want to show you one more verse. Here, here's this wonderful verse in Hebrews chapter 6. Would you turn there with me? Hebrews 6. Aren't you glad God is keeping track of everything that we do? And lastly, it says here, watch this now. In verse number 10, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. God's not unrighteous to forget every single thing that you and I have ever done for him. I'm awful glad for that. Anybody remember what happened three days ago? 
two days ago, yesterday. How many have short-term memory loss? Isn't that a curse? I can't remember a lot. There's things I did for the Lord. I have no idea I did them anymore. I can't remember at all. Once in a while, there's a little tidbit of memory that comes swinging by, like a little bird lands in my head. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But I can't remember the last 45 years. You can't either. You just better be glad you serve God. Because he's going to say, hey, wait. When did, when did we ever do that? You said, he says, I'll show you. You did it unto the least of these, my brethren. You see, that cup of water, I know it's small, but there's, there's going to be something that we get for that. So Jack's going to get a reward. Uh, June's going to get a reward because I thought of it. <laughs> I, <I'm done>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a reward. I don't know what the Lord's probably laughing at me right now. He's probably saying, there's one exception. <laughs> no, no. But <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it kind of makes you want to be a blessing to people. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Let's bow our heads for prayer.